God bless you for tuning in, my listeners, my friends. Yes, this is Delvin again, your host of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. Let's study and learn God's Word together, shall we? Hey, I want to do an inverse of a segment that I did regarding temporary sins, eternal consequence. On this one, I want to flip it around. I want to do everlasting or eternal forgiveness, temporary consequences for sin or temporary punishment for our sins. And to begin this discussion, uh, we're going to go back to our good friend, King David. David, even in the sinful things that he did, teaches us lessons. And that's a good thing. The word of God said in Romans chapter 15, verse 4, whatsoever was written aforetime was written for our learning that through the patience and comfort of the scriptures we might all have hope praise God so although what I'm reading is negative it teaches something about God's uh, forgiveness and also about his punishing those whom he loves now remember we had read in 2 Samuel chapter 12 that David was basically brought on the carpet about his uh, heinous act of adultery with Uriah's wife Bathsheba whom he took as his own wife but when he was confronted regarding his sin by the prophet Nathan this is what Nathan told him which was the word of the Lord he said um, this he said let me find it. It is in 2 Samuel chapter 12, and it. I'm going to start with verse number 9. It says, Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and has taken his wife to be your wife, and you have slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Verse 10. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, behold, I will raise up evil against you out of your own house and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of this son. For you did this thing secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. Now, this is the prophet Nathan giving the word of the Lord to David for his sin of adultery and murder. And we find out in later on in Second Samuel, we look at the 16th chapter and this is what happens. It says that. Absalom said to Ahithophel, now Absalom is the son of David who basically rebels against him. He says, give your counsel, what shall we do? And Ahithophel said to Absalom, go into your father's concubines whom he has left to keep the house and all Israel will hear that you have made yourself a stench to your father and the hands of all who are with you will be strengthened. So they pitched a tent for Absalom on the roof and Absalom went into his father's concubines concubines were a part as like a lower level wife part of the king's harem in the sight of all Israel 
Now in those days, the counsel that Ahithophel gave was one, if one consulted the word of God, so was all the counsel of Ahithophel esteemed by both David and Absalom. So Ahithophel was a counselor who gave counsel to the kings and I guess to the elders and to the nobles. But the advice he gave to Absalom, David's son, was to basically defile David's bed by going into David's wives. And that was the prophecy in chapter 12 that Nathan had given to David as a uh, consequence for his sin. And he said, because you've used the sword to kill Uriah the Hittite, it says the sword or the sword will not depart from your house. So here's the point I'm making. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, the scripture says that David's sin was put away and that he would not die, even though the crimes he committed against uh, Uriah and Bathsheba, Uriah's wife, were horrible and heinous. God decided to pardon his sin, but it did not remove the consequences or the temporal consequences of David's sin. He had to suffer anguish and pain, excuse me, for the rest of his life. And just as he was a fugitive in his youth, when he was running from King Saul, who also happened to be his father-in-law because David was married to Saul's daughter, Michael, he, in his old age, was running from another family member, his son Absalom, who basically was there to usurp the throne and to have his own father killed because he was greedy for power. But this all began because of David's sin. So even though David's sin was forgiven judicially forever, there still was a temporal consequence for his actions. And that is the same thing that we as believers have to go through. We placed our faith in Jesus Christ. Our sin was erased judicially forever. In other words, we were brought before the court court of Almighty God. Charges were laid against us. Those charges were true. And basically, we are in, in it of ourselves completely and totally guilty. We have no defense, but because Jesus Christ interceded for us, when he died on the cross, praise God, he became our defense attorney, our advocate, our defender, and he was basically the avenger of our blood. And by shedding his own blood and forgiving us of our sins and applying that to our lives when we confessed him as our Savior and Lord, when we believed. So although we suffer temporary consequence for our sin, it will not uh, destroy us eternally. Let me read some other passages of scripture to uh, basically amplify this point. I'm going to go to Hebrews chapter 12, and we're going to start at verse 5. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 5. I'll be there in just a moment. Here we go. It says this. It says, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. 
God is treating you as sons, for what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? Verse 10, for they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. Verse 11, for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful, peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So that is a case where we are disciplined for our misdeeds, our sins, our disobedience to the Father, but because the Father loves us, he disciplines us so that we're not destroyed with the wicked. So every good father, earthly father, natural father disciplines his children when they're out of line because he wants them to um, get back in line, get back on the straight and narrow and do what's right so that uh, they can uh, do well in life and be productive citizens. Every good parent will discipline their children. How much more will almighty God, the ultimate father, the perfect father discipline his own children so that we can share in his holiness. So that is a case of eternal forgiveness, forgiveness, excuse me, but temporal punishment, eternal forgiveness of our sins. But because we're children, we have temporary punishment when we disobey our heavenly father. And of course it is the inverse of temporary sins eternal punishment which is something that none of us in our right mind should want so this will conclude this episode of gospel of repentance ministries once again i'm brother Dale, your host thank you for listening peace from god our father and our lord and savior jesus christ